Hello and welcome back to the Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are going to be covering uh, four days worth of events. Um, So we're going to start with Saturday the 6th and go through today, which is Tuesday the 9th. Um, Without going into too much detail, there was a lot of excitement in my apartment building last night, uh, right about the time that I needed to be recording, um, and by the time I had calmed down from all the excitement, I, and I, (laughs) it was 11 o'clock, um, it was just a really rough night, basically, my neighbors are extremely, extremely loud all the time, and last night things just decided to, like, become chaotic. Um, so I was not able to record a podcast last night because there was a lot of noise. There was a lot of potential for noise. It was just a really bad situation. And then I was like really stressed out from it after that. So, um, (laughs) Anyway, that's why there wasn't an episode yesterday. That and also in writing this outline today and yesterday, like really and truly, there just wasn't a lot. (laughs) Um, Like there just hasn't been a lot going on. Um, It's been relatively quiet. I mean, there were things yesterday um, and there were things over the weekend. Like we definitely could have had a full episode. But it would have been a quicker episode, whereas today it's like, we're going to have a full episode. So that's a little bit about what is going on. I apologize for not having an episode up yesterday, but like (laughs) when the police are called on your next door neighbors, you just kind of can't, um, you know, everyone's fine. Everything is fine. It is what it is. It was just a lot of excitement in the building and it was loud. Um, So that's what was going on. So much for not going into it, huh? Um, But anyway, so that's like the gist of what was going on. And um, I just couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't do it. I was stressed out enough already and then that happened and you know, anyway. Okay. Um, so we are going to get started. We're still going to work backwards to forwards this week. Um, so we're starting in Sweden. Uh, and like I said, this will go through the rest of February. Um, and then we'll go back to, um, alphabetical order A through S or I guess like my normal, Um, but I just wanted to switch it up and I felt like Sweden was not really getting the amount of time that I wanted it to because it was always at the end and I was feeling rushed. So I wanted to give those, um, countries towards the bottom, like more time where I don't feel as rushed. And usually it's, it's Sweden. Um, cause usually like I'll talk a lot about Spain. Um, and then by the time I get to Sweden, I look and see how much time I've been talking and I go, Oh, I really need to not do that. Um, so I then cut it down quite a bit. Um, so I want to start with Sweden and work my way backwards this time. 
that way everyone gets more of a fair shake. Um, I don't know how often I'll do this switch up. Um, it definitely works for February. Um, and we'll see if I continue, like I definitely won't continue it into March, but we'll see. Maybe I'll do it like once every couple months or something like that. Um, especially if I find that I'm falling into the same pattern. Um, I'm hoping that this kind of like breaks that pattern a little bit. Um, and I can talk more freely when I get to Sweden without stressing out um, about the time frame. So that's what we are going to do. So let's go ahead now and move on to the Swedish royal family. So amazingly in Sweden, and this is why it's like, I feel like it's kind of okay. It's not, but like, I'm always going to be pretty graceful with myself, like give myself a lot of grace because I'm a one person show and like, I'm a human who has, um, a lot of stress at the moment. So like, I feel like it's okay that I missed yesterday. Um, like there, j there was one event over the past four days for the Swedish Royal family. Um, of the ones that I talk about, again, I talk about the monarchs, their heirs, and if their heirs have children, I'll talk about them occasionally as well. Um, but for the most part, it's the monarch and their spouse and their children. Um, well, and their heir, not their children, just their heir. Um, and then if the heir has children, I'll talk about the kids too. Um... So anyway, okay, sorry, tangent. Um, okay, so today was the start of Stockholm's Digital Fashion Week. Um, and so Crown Princess Victoria sent a message to open that. Um, this is something she actually did. Stockholm had a Digital Fashion Week back in August as well. Um, I don't know why necessarily, it happened within six months of each other. Maybe that's normal for fashion weeks. I literally, I have no clue. Um, but they opened their, uh, Victoria opened their digital fashion week, uh, in August as well. I remember it because it was a hair down moment for Victoria and those don't happen often at all. So we, I noticed it. Um, so today she sent a message um, via video that was probably pre-recorded, um, and then so in the speech she talks about social distancing as a natural part of everyday life, uh, and most events are digital. So like in August, it was still kind of a nuanced thing, um, not as much, but still kind of like. Um, where things were still not happening in person by any means, but like it was still novel to have these digital things. However, now it's just like super normal. Um, and so she talked about that. Um, and then she connected it to, um, fashion brands in Sweden that have been taking the lead in changing the industry. Um, 
as a like becoming a truly inclusive business, which if you pay any attention at all to women's fashion, it's not inclusive ever. Um, it's definitely improving, but it's not inclusive whatsoever. So she talked about that. Um, and then she talks about diversity um, and she says, this is a cool quote, um, she says, because diversity is not a fashion trend, it is what we are. We are diverse and that should be how we do things now in the fashion world and beyond. Um, and then she declares Stockholm Fashion Week officially open. Um, I will say, so I think I've talked about this, like I'm not a fashion person. Um, when I started this podcast a year ago, I really thought like I would talk about the fashion, but here's the thing. I hate clothes. Like I'm kind of beginning, um, I'm going, I'm going through like a, uh, a growth period in my life and I'm like <sighs> trying, I'm exploring fashion a little bit, but not really. Um, but I will say like Victoria has on this incredible statement necklace that I'm like all on board with. Um, her hair is up, which I was like, Oh, well, okay. Um, but it's just like this really like, it's an all black look. It's, it's very, it's very cool. Um, you know, not being a person who cares nothing about fashion, um, and does not even try to understand, like, I just, I don't dress for other people. Like I just dress for what works for me. Um, and so like, I don't understand what goes through people's brains when they dress for other people, because that's just not me. Um, but I do like this outfit a lot. So you can check out, I have, um, the video and I'll have photos on Instagram, uh, both, uh, the dailyroyal.com and the daily Royal on Instagram. So you can definitely check those out there. Um, and like I said, that's the only thing that has been going on in Sweden over the past four days. Um, I am going to do a quick check just to make sure that they haven't added anything because sometimes they do that. They have not. Okay. So that's what was going on in Sweden. And now we are going to go ahead and jump to the Spanish Royal family. Spain, there was one event yesterday and two events today. Um, so again, not like a whole lot to really talk about, but we are going to talk a, a good bit about what was going on today. Um, but we'll start with the event yesterday. So yesterday, uh, King Philippe was King Felipe. Sorry. Sometimes that happens. Uh, King Felipe was scheduled to hold a audience with the president of Google, as well as, uh, of Google business and operations for Europe the Middle East and Africa, as well as some other um, higher-ups in Google for Spain. Um, that did still happen. However, it was held digitally. So I think it was initially supposed to be in person, um, but just kind of due to everything, the audience got moved to a digital audience over video chat. 
So the whole thing was in English, which I always appreciate because, as I've mentioned on here, I can speak Spanish. It's easier for me to speak English, obviously, because English is my fluent, natural language. Um, so it just saves me some struggle when they speak when anyone speaks English, but in particular the Spanish royal family, because sometimes I don't translate things right away. I try and like figure it out for myself and it's just nice when I don't have to do that. <laughs> um, because like it's already in English. Um, so basically what they showed was Felipe just conveying like apologies for not being able to have an in-person audience. Um, and then a like very brief like glimpse of what they were talking about but basically the whole point of the discussion was like how Google Enterprise like Google for Business um, can help in the efforts for the Spanish people um, and Spanish business owners and Spanish economy um, rebuild through um, different means. Um, so I think I've talked about, I definitely have, Spain initially was going to focus on rebuilding their economy back through tourism because that's such a big part of their of their GDP, like of what makes Spain have income. Um, this is a very, like, economics is something I do understand. I try not to go into it. I don't understand it super well. I'm not an, I'm not an economist by any stretch of the imagination. I took one college, one course in college on economics. Um, but basically like governments get their money through different sources and Spain's biggest source of money is tourism. Um, so people who come and like spend all their money in tourism -y things. Um, so, that was the initial thought in June, was like, hey, we got through the first wave, okay, mask mandates had kind of gone by the wayside, I mean, and this was for, like, a total of two weeks, like, it was not a big thing, but, like, everyone kind of thought, like, okay, Spain's going to really focus on tourism, which they did. Um, Felipe and Letizia went on, like, this crazy... Uh, tour of all 17 autonomous communities in Spain, or I'm sorry, they went to 15 of the 17. There are two that are heavily contested, but that's okay. We're not going to go into that. Um, so they went into 15 of these communities and basically promoted like a ton of tourism-y things in the beginning. And then towards the end, it became much more like let's visit the people who are making their lives work through COVID um, and less focus on uh, tourism. But initially that was kind of the idea was like, let's promote this. Um, and then obviously like shortly into that tour, mask mandates became a thing again. Uh, the second wave was really starting to hit. Things were getting bad again. Um, and so Spain never completely let up, but they really quieted down the tourism talk and it all kind of became a focus on like what's still working in the Spanish economy, which is amazingly like startups. Um, and so that's what the conversation with the uh, director for business and operations for Europe and other areas um, was about, was how Google business can help in this economic recovery. Um, 
Okay, so that is yesterday's event. Lots, lots to talk about. Um, okay, we are gonna, okay, sorry, there's a lot to talk about in Spain, um, mostly because, like, again, I speak Spanish, and of my seven articles, I read two in Spanish, so <laughs> focused on this kind of stuff. Um, okay, so then next, uh, we're going to do this, uh, today's events in chronological order because, I don't know, seems fun. Uh, so first thing this morning, uh, a video was released of Queen Letizia's digital message to the International Day of Internet Security Conference, um, which is an, an event that she attends annually. She, obviously this event is typically held in person. Um, today, however, it was... A lot of pre-recorded stuff, um, a forum, um, and so Queen Letizia just spoke for like 15 minutes from what they show as her office. I don't know that it's her actual office. It's a very like cool, minimalistic, white conference room, but that's where she's done like all of her video calls and stuff over the past year, so it's definitely a workspace for her. I don't know if it's her office. I really don't. Um, but they had it in there, and it just, um, a lot of people comment that it looks like when she was on, uh, when she was a news presenter, when she was a journalist on Television Española, um, presenting the news every night. Um, so a lot of people who, like, grew up watching her or saw her do that, um, will a lot of times, like, I'll see comments and stuff, like, oh my gosh, it's just, like, you know, 20 years ago. Um, so that is a really great segue into the next event because this event is the Madrid Press Association Journalism Awards, um, for 2019 and 2020. So the 2019 event had to be canceled because of COVID. It was supposed to be held in May. Really just couldn't be. Um, so... It, they just combined it with 2020's awards, which is awesome. Um, and so this is something King Felipe and Queen Letizia did together, which is rare this year and last year. Like, there aren't a, a lot of duo events. Um, and so the reason it's a good segue to talk about her time as a journalist is this is actually an award um, that Letizia won 20 years ago before she was married or even dating Felipe. Um as the Young Journalist of the Year Award. Um, I think it was 2001. Um, and so during Felipe's speech at this event, he did a couple of really cute like little nods to the fact that he married a journalist. Um, and particularly like the Young Journalist of the Year Award means a lot to both of them since Letizia won it 20 years ago. Um, so I just thought that was a really cute, like, little event. Um, also, just, like, I've talked about this, too. Like, some of the fun of watching the royals is, like, watching them interact with people, their family, but also just, like, people in general. Well, right now you're not getting them interacting with citizens too much because COVID. And they're not doing a lot of events together. And this is in all royal families. They're not doing a lot of events together. So you're really not seeing kind of like what I fell in love with watching the royals. You're not seeing this interaction between the family members or even like 
the royal family and the public. Like, you're just not, that's not happening. So when it does happen in some contexts, I just go crazy for it because, like, it's just a fun part of it again. Um, there are definitely challenges to COVID following, um, like, following the royals during COVID because a lot of those, like, fangirl moments just don't happen. Um, but anyway, that's what's been going on in Spain for the past couple of days. Um, so now we are going to move on to Norway. It has been a pretty quiet couple of days and looks to be a quiet week ahead as well. Um, but we'll start with the couple of things that were released on Saturday. Um, so on Saturday, Crown Prince Regent Akun um, sent a couple of video messages. So first he sent a message to the um, Sami people. So Sami is a... a I think it's a region that used to be maybe like its own little thing. Um, it's in the north part of Norway and Sweden. Um, last year, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia like went to some land that used to be Sami land um, to celebrate Sami Day. And um, so it, it has ties to both regions, which of course makes sense because Norway and Sweden were once a, once a combined kingdom. Um, so he sent a message to them congratulating them on their day um, and embracing their you know, right to their culture and language and expression. Um, it was just, you know, a, a really good congratulations video message. Um, and then next he sent a video message to mark the 125th anniversary of the Norwegian Farmers Association, uh, where he talked about how important, like, agriculture is to Norway. Um, and so those were the video messages. And then yesterday on Monday... Akun held an audience with the chief of the Navy as part of, like, just the weekly audiences that uh, King Harald or Crown Prince Akun will participate in. But, of course, with King Harald on sick leave for at least another week, um, Akun is serving as regent and doing um, those traditional military audiences, etc. So, that's what was going on. There wasn't a whole lot in Norway. Um and the things there were, like, there's just not a lot to talk about from them. Um, so that's what was going on there. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Netherlands.
in the Netherlands, there have been actually quite a few events over the past couple of days. Well, kind of. Um, there were three, like one, one yesterday and two today. Um, so we'll start with yesterday. On Monday, King Willem Alexander sent a pre-recorded video message to the online ambassador conference, um, which is basically... So Spain just had one of these recently as well, but it's basically a conference that all of the ambassadors appointed by the Dutch government um, attend to learn about, like, to basically reconnect with what's going on back home. Um, so for ambassadors, they tend to obviously like they need to, this is their job, um, go to another country that they've been posted to and start working on the ground immediately. Um, this doesn't give them a ton of time to keep tabs on what's going on back home in terms of foreign relations, etc. So every year an ambassador conference kind of does that. Like it resets priorities. It talks about um, state of everything, um, you know, what I'm presuming things like what a government transition that the Netherlands is about to go through looks like for them, etc. Um, you know, how to frame that to the countries that they are working in. Because um, that is you know, part of the role of an ambassador is you have conversations with people um, in government positions to talk about your country instead of having, um, you know, if it's something minor, uh, you don't ha need to have like heads of states or um, foreign ministers calling each other like Joe Biden does not need to be calling the prime minister of the Netherlands. Um, you know, and really neither does Secretary Blinken, our Secretary of State, uh, to the Dutch Foreign Minister. Like, typically they can call, like, Secretary Blinken can call the ambassador of the Netherlands to the U.S. and figure out that. Um, and just have those kinds of conversations a little more locally. Um, and so that is kind of the role of an ambassador. Kind of. There's a lot of roles of an ambassador, but um, that is one of them. And so this conference just really helps align priorities a little bit better. Um, so that's what was going on yesterday. And then today, uh, King Willem Alexander held a working visit. And I want to preface this is a in-person working visit, uh, not a digital one, where he visited a couple of locations to learn more about the COVID-19 vaccination program. Um, so he visited kind of the same grouping of people that he visited for when testing was really becoming a lot more um, centralized. Uh, it looked actually like some of the same buildings, which I'm sure it was. So he did that. Um, and then Queen Maxima held a digital working visit focused on the effects of COVID-19 on transportation in the Netherlands. So they talked a lot about like coach entrepreneurs is the way Google Translate gave that to me. So I don't know if that means like taxi owners or like Uber drivers. Um, but they talked about in 
this conference, you know, 2020, 2020 was going to be a huge year for the Netherlands in terms of, like, the events they got to hold. Um, so if you're American, this doesn't mean anything to you. You've probably never even heard of it. But Eurovision is a song contest that's, like, a huge thing with the European people. Like, I'm on, you know, all kinds of social media with people who follow foreign royals and a good amount of them are European and my dashboards or my feeds will just go completely gaga for Eurovision. Um, it's how I think ABBA was discovered via Eurovision, Bjorn, um, several others. There's a movie now on Netflix, I think, with Will Ferrell. It's a ter I did not like the movie, um, but it really highlights the like spectacularness that is Eurovision and also the the lunacy that is Eurovision. Um, but anyway, it was supposed to be held in the Netherlands last year um, and it draws a huge audience, except, you know, like it's a big deal. Um, and that was supposed to happen, the Invictus Games, which is a Duke of Sussex initiative was supposed to be held in the Netherlands. Like there was so much and it all got cancelled. Um, so people who drive for Uber or Lyft or taxis like were relying on that um, and they were going to have a great year but like no one had a great year in 2020 um, and so that was part of the conversation um, so that's what was going on in the Netherlands over the past couple of days there was nothing on Saturday or Sunday they very rarely work Saturday or Sunday I will say sometime in that range it was announced that they would not be having a winter photo session uh, in Austria which makes a lot of sense um, since you know we're living in a pandemic and travel is very restricted at the moment let's not have them go off to Austria they've made that mistake once they're not gonna make it again so um, that at some point for the past few days has been canceled. Um, but that's what was going on in the Netherlands. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to Denmark. So in Denmark, we are still carrying on with the basically nothing um, of it all. Now, I will say there was one event on Saturday, but like four days we've covered, uh, I think even, you know, a week and a half at this point, we've had a birthday in that time frame. Um, but that's okay. So on Saturday, uh, this is hard to explain. Okay. So basically, the Danish television station, which is DR, holds an annual fundraiser called, I think, Denmark Fundraiser or something along those lines, um, that picks projects to raise money for. Um, this year, the projects had to help the poorest countries uh, raise money. It had to help. It raised money for projects in the poorest countries to provide access to clean water, schooling, and medical care. Um, and so due to this, this is something that Crown Princess Mary like really takes a lot of initiative on. Um, so she took part in I think like 
she did definitely did an interview, but then I also think she did like a brief like just kind of pre-recorded video thing um, talking about the importance of that. Um, and then that same day it was announced that both um, the foundations in Queen Margaretha's name as well as uh, Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary's foundation uh, would donate together a total of 800,000 kronar, which I think is... It's eight or eighty thousand dollars. I don't remember which. Hold on, I will tell you because I have a currency converter for just this reason. Also, I really wish they would work with euros, but they don't, and it just breaks my heart. Not that I really understand. Euros either. It's just a set amount of. money. Okay, so 800,000 krone roughly translates to like $130,000, which is a very great amount. Um, But one Danish krone is worth um, like 15% of a penny in the US. So that's where we get that number from. I don't know. The Denmark, Sweden, and Norway have a very similar, like, they all use like crown as their money. Um, And so it's always seems super elevated and it's not because in terms of American dollars, Um, but anyway. That's okay. So, um, that is what was going on in Denmark over the weekend. You guys, I looked at their calendar today. There's nothing on that thing for February either. So, it's going to be a very quiet year, much like last year was for them, is my guess, um, given where we're at. So, um, you know, I think in January they had maybe a total of like five engagements and even five may be high. Um, it may have been six <laughs> in all actuality, but like it was not very much. Um, so it's just going to be a continually small week, month um, for them. But they, they pop up events because they don't schedule them. Um, so they'll pop up with some things, but they're working from home just like the rest of us are. So um, that is what was going on in Denmark. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the UK. a lot happening in the UK. Um, This is why, like, there should have been an episode yesterday, but again, there was just... It wasn't going to happen. So, okay. So on 
Saturday, Queen Elizabeth mm, celebrated is not the right word for this one. Queen Elizabeth marked her 69th anniversary of taking the throne. Um, And so this, of course, the reason I say, like, I have made a very deliberate choice over this year um, in that for what I call regnal anniversaries or like anniversaries of ascension, um, I don't, I don't want to celebrate them for the people who became monarchs because their parent died. Like that just feels bizarre. And I think a lot of that comes from a lot of the reporting that Queen Elizabeth actually kind of like hates the day she became queen because it's also the day she lost her father. Um, and I think Queen Margrethe has said the same kind of thing. Um, you know, King Harold had a, a jubilee this year, so it's a little bit different. Um, but even, you know, that came out of a tragedy too. Um, or a loss, maybe not a tragedy, but a loss. Um, and so that's always a really challenging thing. And so this year I kind of made the choice that like for those anniversaries, I'm not going to do a lot of hoopla or social media or anything like that around it. Um, for abdications, I think I will because in those cases, all of their parents are still living. Um, so like, I think in those cases, I probably will still do like some sort of picture, Instagram post, um, to talk about it. I just haven't found that right balance. It's a lot of how I figure out how to talk about like royal children, like the minors. Um, it's just a hard balance to find and I'm kind of continually playing around with it. Um, so I just want to like put that out there, like, um, if you notice in, you know, April, like I do something for King Will and Alexander's Ascension, but I didn't do anything for um, the three we've had so far this year. Like, it's just because I haven't figured out how to navigate those waters yet. Um, because I just want to be respectful to people, even, you know, if they're monarchs. Like, I want to be respectful to the fact that, like, this day of their Ascension is, like, a day kind of that's sad. Um for them personally. So I don't know. I just haven't figured out the right balance for that. Um, so that was on Saturday. Um, next year, next year is kind of an exception. Like I will probably do something, um, because it is a platinum Jubilee. Um, and then in the summer will be the platinum Jubilee celebrations. Um, and this is tentative right now, but I do plan on being in the UK for those. Um, so that'll be like a whole kind of segment in and of itself assuming that by you know June of 2022 it's safe to travel like I will be figure I will be going to the UK um for that um so that was Saturday's events uh Sunday this is a big deal um the Prince of Wales received the 2020 Farmers Weekly Award for being a quote tireless advocate for British farming fighting to secure its future and championing change and innovation. Um, So that's just like a big deal. And it really shows Charles's commitment to sustainability and agriculture, et cetera. Um, So those were the weekend events. And now I'm going to go ahead and pull up the court circular for Monday. 
um, because there were presumably some events, although I'm not sure. Sorry, I always get confused when I pull up the times. Okay, um, why did that happen? So for February 8th, which was Monday, uh, it looks like there was only one event, um, and it's that the Duke of Cambridge held a meeting with the CEO for the Royal Foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Um, so that was yesterday. And now, um, okay, so by now, if you're listening to this podcast, you will have heard that Queen Elizabeth has become a great-grandmother for the ninth time? Is that what we, is that what the world has decided? Um, I want to make sure that's right. I'm fairly certain it is. Um, sorry, there's so many tweets about it, but I, yes, nine great-grandchildren. Um, And so, today, Princess Eugenie gave birth to a baby boy. Um, No name yet. I will probably announce the name on here, too, once it's announced to the public. Um, But that is the ninth great-grandchild for Queen Elizabeth and uh, the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, And they will round out to an even ten by the end of this year. Um, So, that is a very exciting little announcement. Um, And then because of that, or just in general, there were no other public events. So we are going to go ahead and look at the court circular. Um, And so today on the court circular, we have the Duchess of Cornwall held a meeting via video link with Safe Lives, which she is a patron of, and Safe Lives is an uh, anti-domestic violence organization. Um, And then we have quite a list from the Kensington Palace, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Um, So first they spoke via video link to nursing students. Uh, That'll come out probably later this week on Twitter. Um, The Duchess of Cambridge, so Kate, had a video conference with parents who have been supported by an organization called Little Village. That'll probably be released later this week. Um... And then Kate took part in a early years meeting via video link. And then finally, she had a meeting with the CEO of the Royal Foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. So that's what's been going on in the UK. I know, it's been a lot. Um, This is like the one where it's like four days is way too much. Um, But again life happens. So congratulations to Princess Eugenie and her husband Jack Brooksbank on their baby boy. And now we are going to go ahead and finish out this podcast with the Belgian royal family.
All right, and we are going to finish out with the Belgian royal family. And see, this is what I'm talking about. I look, I recorded for 43 minutes, including like all of the little transitions. And this is why I like hurry up the last segment because I don't want to go over 45. Um, like 45 is kind of my hard cutoff is what I want. Um, sometimes I will go over it, but I try really hard not to. Um, so we're going to rush through the Belgian royal family a little bit. Also, there wasn't that much to talk about. Um, okay, so on Monday, King Philippe held a couple of audiences. First, his weekly audience with the prime minister. And then next, he had an audience with the president of the European Central Bank. Um, probably to talk about COVID and economics. Um, and then on Tuesday, King Philippe held an audience with the president of the German speaking community in Belgium, which I want to, I don't know if there are any German speaking community members from Belgium that listen to this podcast. I'm very sorry. I forgot about your, um, population in the belt, in the Belgian community. Um, because I'm mostly familiar with the Dutch speaking and the French speaking. Um, but German is also a third official language for the Belgian people. Um, and they have their own community as well. Um, Next, he held an audience with the chief negotiator for the European Union and um, on the Brexit negotiations that are ongoing um, between the European Union and the United Kingdom. And then finally, uh, Queen Mathilde participated in a roundtable discussion with the fashion and clothing sectors, um, where they talked about a lot of different things, but mostly um, the impact of COVID-19 and the future of the industry, including um, more sustainable resourcing and digitization. And she wore a really fantastic yellow coat. Again, I hate fashion, but I really liked the coat. Didn't like the whole outfit, really liked the coat. Um... So that is what was going on in Belgium. That brings us to the end of this podcast. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Um, Please like, review, follow the website, thedailyroyal.com, follow the Instagram, thedailyroyal, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Bye.